What's up, everybody? This is Keith from the Bronx Lounge. Thanking you for tuning in to today's episode as Cav and I break down all things Yankees baseball and have a great time. Check us out on all social platforms at the Bronx Lounge for daily Yankee content and to join the awesome community we hope to build. We hope you enjoy this episode just as much as we enjoy making it. And without further ado, sit back, relax, and let's talk some Yankees in the Bronx Lounge. Everybody. Welcome back to the Bronx Lounge Podcast. The Yankees lose two out of three to the Boston Red Sox at the stadium. The offense was terrible. The starting pitching was really good. The relief pitching let us down in a couple of big spots. Um... They lose two out of three against a not very good Boston team. Just, you know, some some opening comments before we, you know, get into the big stuff, Keith. Well, I would say good morning, Cav, but it's been a, it's been a pretty tough weekend. Let's just say yeah. that. But good morning, Cav, and uh, a lot to talk about. Um, just a, just such a such an ugly. This is not a Red Sox Yankees weekend. Like that was just not a Red Sox Yankees rivalry like that. Uh, it was just such an ugly weekend. Um, you know, a lot of credit goes out to the pitching. They held it down as much as they could. Um, offense was ugly, you know, like you said. And it's just, we all we do is just, we just, we miss our guys. That's it. <laughs> we just miss, we miss, we miss the healthy team. There's no, nothing just feels right anymore. Like, no, like the lineup just looks ugly every single night. There's just no, nothing, nothing just feels right anymore. So it's just, it's such a, it's such a bad, ugly time of the year right now. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. Before we get into it, uh, we'll do a little bit of injury news, some housekeeping, and then we'll get into the you know the games, the breakdown, stuff we want to talk about. A couple of injury updates. <clears throat> Boone said um, to the media that hopefully sometime this week, Bader will either play a game or two in the minors or in the bigs, that he's getting closer. They don't know if they're going to give him a minor league assignment or if they're just going to take him right off the IL and bring him up to the big league club. But they are talking in positive tones with him that he's getting closer. So that's definitely a good sign, you know, for a roster that's got one real outfielder on it right now. <laughs> yeah. No, no real update. Yeah. We yeah. miss that guy. We miss everything. Definitely. No real update on Judge. Boone said he's doing a little bit better, but there's still no timetable for the return. Um, there's been no new like news coming out about like if there's any more structural damage than they originally thought. So kind of still up in the air on Judge. Um, Ian Hamilton threw his second bullpen session on Sunday. I haven't heard you know his name in a little bit. He could be cleared in the next couple of days to you know be given a minor league assignment, and then we could see him you know towards the end of this month. So that would definitely be you know a really nice piece for the bullpen to get back. And then Carlos Rodon threw, uh, threw the 20 pitches on the mound to, you know, live hitters last week when the game was canceled due to the air. His fastball was clocked in at like 92 to 94 in those 20, pitch, uh, 20 pitches, and he's expected to face live hitters again on Thursday. And if that all goes well, he feels okay. He could be um, ready to begin a rehab assignment in the minors. So actually, you know, a pretty good – up yeah, like a pretty positive housekeeping, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we haven't heard a ton of those from Rodon, but it kind of looks like we're starting to get to a place with him where we're actually seeing that 
you know, seeing the trajectory of where, you know, we might actually see him in pinstripes on the mound. So definitely, you know, good for him. He's not all the way there, you know, definitely going to throw a couple more, you know, simulated outings and then, you know, see how the rehab assignments go, but definitely some good, um, some good news there. He's definitely not all the way there since he almost, since he almost just cost Willie Calhoun last night, dude, he plunked him. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he did. So that's that's the housekeeping. I guess we'll just get ready to jump right into it. A really, like I mean, you said at the top, just a really bad Yanks Red Sox series. It didn't feel like a good rivalry all weekend. The games were not good. There was you know two of the games were nationally televised, and they still didn't feel like they had any juice to me. Um, and then obviously you know the Yankees losing two out of three makes it even worse, especially in the way they did because in my opinion they had an opportunity to win all three of these games. Yeah, no, that was just an that was just an ugly weekend, and the offense just looked bad. You're really starting to see guy like Volpe struggling. It's blatantly obvious. Um, Stanton's in a horrendous stretch ever since coming back from the IL, and Rizzo as well. Um, not from the IL, but ever since that neck injury, he's just not been the same. He just he's especially the the mistake on the base paths in Sunday night's game. He just like he's like. They're lost right now. Um, DJ can't, like, DJ's either one hit or nothing, and then that's it. it so it's just nothing is clicking right now. Um, guys are clearly struggling, and, you know, <clears throat> you really want to dig deeper into it with, you know, it's a lot going on with Volpe right now, and he uh, he didn't play, he didn't start in Sunday's game, um, but... Like he, dude, he's like he's bottom and he's like bottom percentile on like anything with like hitting wise. Like he can't get he's he's he can't get on base. He has one of the lowest averages in the league, and he's like you gotta I, you gotta consider at one point to like probably send him down. Yeah, um, I know they want to give him like a really really long leash, and you know he deserves that. But we are getting to a point now, like where you're right, like it, it's getting tough because he's hitting 120 in June, 186 overall. So he, he's he, he's even been worse, you know, through the first 12 days of this month than we've seen all year. And the biggest thing in this series was, you know, we've seen him make a couple of you know have a couple of really big at bats in really big spots, and he had two really big opportunities to win the two losses in this series on Friday night. Obviously he had the foul ball home run and then, you know, he popped up to short and then, you know, just struck out and looked really bad last night in in the at-bat to end the game. And the biggest thing for me watching those at-bats was in both of those situations, you needed a single, a single tied the game. And for for me, he's swinging out of his shoes. He's trying to be the hero, you know, hitting, you know, and hit a home run. And you know when you're struggling like he is, I mean, we saw him in this series on Friday night. He, he took a he took a fastball that he was late on. He hit it the other way for a nice you know opposite field single. That's all we needed in both of these spots, both of these games, game one and game three of the series. That kind of you know that kind of at bat and that kind of swing on a ball would have tied both of these games, both of them. So you know he's swinging out of his shoes. He's trying to hit home runs and like. In that, in those kind of situations, I just I can't have that from my shortstop. I, I need I need the ball to be put in play. I, I I can't feel like with Volpe, it's home run or nothing, and that's kind of how I feel right now. And he's had a decent amount of power, but he hasn't had enough power to where you can live with you know him being home run or nothing. <clears throat> and you know for him to come up you know in two spots 
you know, he got a hold of the one that was a foul ball on Friday night, and then he just popped it up. You could, you know, you could tell after he hit that one, you know, as hard and as far as he did, he was trying to do it again, popped it right up. And then last night, just a really ugly swing on a slider that was 20 feet outside of the zone to end the game. And, you know, those were both winnable games for the Yankees. They were able to, you know, in, in, on Friday night get, you know, two runners on on Kenley with two outs with the Glaber and McKinley singles. And then Volpe just, you know, completely takes the air out of it, you know, with his at-bats. I, I just don't even feel like he's, you know, having competitive at-bats, you know, in those big spots. And that's what worries me. Well, you got to even <clears> – you <throat> you almost got to expect it. I mean, the guy has had under 100 plate appearances in AAA. Like, they pretty much – like, we were – so, yes, we all wanted – we all wanted our shortstop situation to be figured out because Glaber Torres was clearly not cutting it. After DD got – after DD left, you know, there just was, like – there was no one that could really fill the spot. IKF was a – you know, the rental shortstop that we, like, we don't want another year of that type thing. So, you know, we all wanted Volpe, of course. However, we knew that we didn't, we all didn't really think he should have been on the opening day roster. We were all expecting maybe, like, a mid-year call-up or, like, you know, end-of-the-year call-up. And that's what even, like, all the analysts were thinking as well. And then, you know, fast forward and, you know, he's only had under 100 plate appearances in AAA. Like, he, you know, tr- dump, jumping from A to a little bit of AAA right to the major leagues, it's like, you know, you're not going to, like, that's just, that's, the, it's a huge adjustment like that. And he's, and he's young, dude. Like, it's, these are like, he's 22 years old. Like, you know, these are like, these are years that like, he's just getting to figure out everything. So it's like. You know, he has so much pressure on him. I think the Yankees almost put that pressure on him too early. So, like, I don't know. Like, you know, you can't – he has he legit has under 100, 100 plate appearances in AAA. Like, and it's not like he's batting, like, 350 or something or, like, 320. So it's like, you know, you got to – I don't know. Maybe, maybe just the development has to stick with there. I know they want to keep him on a stretch just because the shortstop – like, you know, IKF has been productive this year, so – and then they're keep they're they've thrown Oswaldo there, so I mean, if they like Oswaldo there, then put Oswaldo there. Um, but it's it's I don't know. He's just he's struggling. Yeah, and I I almost feel like it was kind of a calculated move to not start him last night. You know, on ESPN Sunday Night Baseball nationally televised. You know, Sunday Night Baseball does get a lot of viewers. I almost feel like it was like meant for Boone to do that because. You know, the Yankees don't want the rest of baseball to be talking about Volpe in this light. They just don't. And, you know, right now it's been so bad that I almost feel like that was like a calculated decision. And it's really tough to see him go out there and have those kind of at-bats. If he was battling, you know, and putting good at-bats together, you you can live with the bad numbers while he's developing and, you know, while he's, you know, still trying to, you know, get acclimated to, you know, the major leagues, but when he's just going up there in big spots and having non-competitive at-bats and just swinging out of his shoes when you need base hits, you know, that to me is really concerning because, you know, and and, and it's also just confusing to me. Like, nobody's going up there and, like, telling him that. Like, you know, on on Friday night, you know, Glaber and McKinley keep the inning alive against Jansen with with back-to-back singles with two outs. Another single ties the game. So when Volpe goes up to bat, nobody, you know, in the dugout, none of the none of the coaches, none of the players are, you know, telling him just to try to put the ball in play. You know, he's swinging out of his shoes. And, you know, it would have been so cool if that home run was fair. But it still doesn't solve that problem because, you know, the next night, you know, 
or two nights two nights later on a, on Sunday, he goes up and he swings out of his shoes again. And if he hit the home run, it would have been the same thing. So I just I'm, I'm, I don't like the at-bats that I'm seeing from Volpe in big spots right now, and I think that's the only thing that he's been good at because he has had some good at-bats in big spots, and now I'm starting to see that falter as well. So I am starting you know, to really not you know, feel good uh, about, about Volpe. He's, he's almost becoming an automatic out at like a lot. He is. And, and we, it's, it sucks. And right now there's too many automatic outs, I feel like, yes. in the lineup that you, know, you can't add another one. Exactly. So, yeah, especially with the stretch that literally our one, our two through five hitters are having, it like we can't. It's, yeah, it's just it's the the whole lineup is just it's they're through a bad stretch right now. Yeah. All right, so let's jump into game one. Um, you know, obviously, Sox win three to two. Devers gets Cole again, and to be honest with you, I know it's a big joke, and you know it's for good reason because I think he's hit eleven home runs off Garrett Cole now. It's crazy. It's so funny. The the pitch on Friday night to me was not a bad pitch. No, it was, it was a good a, pitch. Yeah, night. that was just a great dude. It was just it just tailed out and left in center field. Like, yeah. Uh, so like I I can't even really be mad at Cole for that one. And other than that, I thought Cole pitched well. He went six innings. You know, two earned. The other earned run was was on. You know, I was was really on Jake Bowers to me. I, I don't know. Yeah. If he would play. But Bowers just, you know, sometimes to me in the outfield, he doesn't seem comfortable. And that's fine because Jake Bowers came up as a first baseman. Like, Jake Bowers is mm. not an outfielder. There's one true outfielder on this roster right now, and it's McKinney. Plus, and he's also been starting at left field. That was one of his very few right field games. So, you know, it's, yeah, the it's it's a weird adjustment. But it was that, yeah, you could go both ways on if that catch could have been made. I think it could have been, but... Uh, I, I think, yeah, I think if, you know, if you, I think if you have a plus defender out there, I think if Judge is out there, the catch is made. Yeah. If you don't have a plus defender out there, like if Stanton's out there, but we know he's like, a, you know, we know he's a solid outfielder. Right. Maybe the catch isn't made. So, so I, I do understand that. But, you know, the, the point that I was, you know, trying to make is I think Cole, you know, Cole pitched well. I, I, I think it was a really solid outing out of him. You know, Devers got him for the home run, but I didn't think it was a bad pitch. And then I think the play at least could have been caught. You know, so we could be looking at, you know, a six inning shut piece if, you know, if those two things go right for him. Yeah, then a pretty, uh, pretty, mm, I don't know, questionable, questionable bullpen decision, if you ask oh me. Uh, I, uh, so I was listening to Sterling because I was delivering and they said Abreu was coming in and I'm like, I'm like, why? I'm like, you're a two one game. Like you're in the seventh, like Kings available, you know, like. Want I don't know someone, but like I don't I but or Cordero even or like you know someone, but like Abreu has not been good this year. He is not he is not in high leverage situations, especially he has not been a solid reliever. And then he gets yeah, then TK just connects on a homer, and that was that. And then it just pretty much kind of let the game go out of reach a little bit, and so on. But I mean the offense still, you know, offense was still bad, but um. Yeah, just, I think that's a pretty bad. I don't know. I think that's a bad call, especially. I absolutely hate that move from Boone. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of a Boone apologist. I don't jump on Boone like a lot of people do. I don't understand why he continues to put Albert Abreu in these high leverage situations. The guy is not a high leverage reliever. I don't care that the day before they had a doubleheader and a lot of the guys threw a lot of pitches. This is game one of a series at the stadium against the Boston Red Sox. You're down one run in the seventh inning. I know the offense has been bad, but you're down one run in the seventh inning. 
Abreu cannot go into that game. I know he's even looked, you know, okay in his last couple of outings, but that that just can't happen. You have too good of a bullpen, and you have enough guys on the back end of that bullpen that are high leverage and will give you good outings high leverage that Abreu, there is no time and place for him to be in that game. And even with the offense being as bad as it's been, to me that's even more of an incentive not to put him into that game because he gives up the home run to Kike, and how much harder is it for this offense right now to get two runs in yeah. the tie? So for Literally, me, man. bringing Abreu in, I totally agree with you. That was a horrendous move by Boone. And, you know, the Yankees were able to get across a run later in that game. If Abreu's not in there, he doesn't give up that home run, you know, maybe it goes to extras, maybe the Yankees find a way to win. So, again, it just felt like a punt to me. I know the Yankees do this from time to time. And I understand that a lot of guys in the bullpen threw a lot of pitches the day before because of the doubleheader. But I don't care. This is game one at the stadium against Boston. This was a series you needed to win. And it's really hard to take two games in a row from a from a big rival like that. So game one was just as important as the others, and I hated the, the I hated the move. <clears throat> yeah, and I think maybe when Ian Hamilton comes back, he's Abreu's just gonna slide right out. Um, yeah. and that's just that's fine by me. He's Abreu's been bad all year. Um, I think they're I I mean, just let him just just let him sit in minors and whatever, and then just figure it out. But it, he's not been good, and um, you know that's. That's where we reminisce guys like Scott Efros and, you know, we wish Ian was back, but, you know, Abreu's not been good. And that was just, I, that was a horrendous, that was a, yeah, that was a bad decision. Just completely threw the, completely threw the game away. The, like, it just, it honestly killed everything because the offense already can't score. So it's just, you know, kills everything right there. But um, then they got a little rally in the ninth. So that was cool. And then, you know, Fulby missed it. Honestly, dude. Billy McKinney, he's been pretty solid in Judge's replacement. And uh wanted to kind of touch on that a little bit. And he has been he's been really good in Judge's replacement um, on, you know, whatever this injured list is. Um, Greg Allen now got hurt. So, you know, McKinney, McKinney's going to be on the bench for the, probably the rest of the year. Like, he's got some speed on him. He's a good defender as well. You know, he's honestly, like, I think they're going to keep him on this roster because he's been providing, especially with the offense as well, but he's been providing. Yeah, uh, I was going to, I was actually, you know, I definitely wanted to talk about him too. Uh, to me, it feels like, you know, he came up in the Yankees farm system. He thought, you know, he was a pretty highly touted prospect. And, you know, everyone kind of thought he was going to get a real chance with the Yankees. He never really did. Uh, you know, and then they bring him back. And it, it seems like every single play, you know, he makes that he has an opportunity to make either in the field or at the plate, you know, right now, he he seems very desperate. And to me, that is the best way to play. The guy is doing everything right. I mean, uh, I, there's a couple things that he did last night in game three that I'm going to wait until we talk about game three, you know, to talk about. I thought his at-bats were great. He made some really good plays in the outfield. He looked comfortable out there. And, you know, I said this already. I'm going to say it again. He's the only true outfielder on the roster right now. You know, with Bader and Judge on the IL. I mean, IKF is not an outfielder by by trade. No. Bowers, not an outfielder by trade. Calhoun, Oswaldo, not an outfielder. <laughs> Oswaldo, Calhoun, none of them are outfielders no. by trade. So he's the only guy out there that, you know, honestly, I fully, fully trust. And I didn't, I don't, he, I think that was his first game in the majors playing, playing in center field. And he looked pretty good to me. So yeah. I, I do think Billy McKinney does have a spot on this roster. Dude. You know, to play like this. Dude, he made a good ass catch in uh in last night's game in the ninth inning too. Um 
right? Was it last night's? Yeah, I think it was last night's game. He made yep. a yeah, the leaping catch. Yeah, dude, left field has been getting pretty popular, dude. Bowers had some nice catches. Bowers in game one, dude. He had a the the rob of Devers. No, game yeah. two, the rob of Devers. Two. Let's get into game two. All right, game two um, was Domingo, and yeah, <laughs> you know Domingo again. You know, just to read off, you know, some some full season numbers because his, his season is a little bit, you know, jaded with with the suspension, uh, and he had a he had a, he had you know two or three not you know not even like blow up, but he had a couple you know if he starts to start the year, but he's got a three four nine ERA and a FIP under one for the full season. So, like just straight out, you can butter knife the numbers how you want. This guy's been good pretty much all year long. Domingo's been really steady, and we saw that again in game two. He goes six innings. Only gives up a run, five Ks, two walks. I mean, the guy just seems lately to control his outings from start to finish. He's just fully in control of his, of his outings. And I think he's looked really, really good. He has been easily. Now, he gets, like, he's had a lot of trouble in the past, obviously. And, you know, there's parts of that where, you, you know, it looks bad on him, definitely. But he has been one of if not our best pitchers or like he has been one of our best pitchers this year by far or underrated pitchers. Like he's, he's been pretty looked past upon just because of his, of his, you know, of his stuff. And honestly, I thought after the sticky stuff, he wouldn't be like, yeah, I thought I didn't think he still would be as good. And he just, his control just looks good. His stuff is just like, his changeup is just connecting every time. Like every, like his slider is disgusting. Everything just looks good. So, you know, he's like he's he's solidified in the role like of being down at four maybe, and like you know, <clears throat> I'm honestly feeling a lot real. I'm really feeling comfortable with Domingo's starts like a lot recently. Yeah, he's just been so steady. He he's controlling the strike zone. His pitch count has been you know relatively down in all of these starts. He hasn't you know had to labor through like yeah. really tough innings with a lot of guys on yeah. base. And you know we know that. He will get bit by the home run ball here and there. He get, he got bit by Devers, you know, big deal. Gave up, you know, and that was the only run he gave up. Just a, again, just a really solid controlled outing. But again, the Yankees win this game three to one, but it's because of the starting pitching because the offense doesn't do much. Again, I mean, Willie with a huge porch job and Glaber with a solo shot. You know, those were the two big runs, and then late they're able to tack on a run with a Higgy RBI single with. Absolutely great base running by Isaiah Connor Falefa, but other than that, a three to one game offensively. Again, they're just not getting the output they need, and I don't know if you can really expect it with Bader and Judge out right now because you look at these lineups. I mean, Willie was hitting third in this one, and he did get the porch job, but Willie Calhoun in the three hole? Oh, yeah, it's not yeah, gross. And he's been he's been literally bounced all over the lineup this entire like he literally hit lead off three, five, seven, or at one point like he's just been all over the place. I don't know what. I don't know what they're. I don't know what this lineup construction has been, but he's just Boone just literally plays Scrabble with every single one of them all the time. So it's I don't know. It's weird, but I mean, yeah, he's been yeah he's been in his his little hot streak moments where he has some hits and he had a, he had a short porch job and dude fucking Smoltz man, my God, I mean that guy just keeps complaining about every single home run, but um no, I mean it's just been yeah it's been weird with him um yeah and I mean. This, this should be the blueprint for Booney because in game one, we just talked about how he goes to Abreu and he doesn't go to, you know, the big guys. In game two, he goes to the big guys and they shut it down. This is the best bullpen by ERA in baseball right now. 
They shut it down. Domingo goes six innings, one earned. The Yankees, I mean, the Sox end with one run. So seven, eight, nine, they don't score. And Yoshida gave Wandy a really good at bat. It was a 14-pitch, you know, walk. He was fouling every single pitch right back down to the plate. But again, the bullpen is good. Those back end of the guys are good. We have our struggles with Clay from time to time. King, you know, every now and then will give up a big, you know, a big lead. And Wandy is pretty steady, to be honest with you. But all in all, that's that's just bullpens in general. This bullpen is good. If you go to the guys that are good in these late and close situations, more times than not, you're going to come out on top. That's exactly what happened in game two. That was the formula. Get six, five or six innings out of, out of Domingo and go to those back guys at, at the end of the bullpen. The Red Sox couldn't hit those guys. Yeah, dude, and this bullpen has just been absolutely one of our saving graces this year. Because if it wasn't for them, we would be out, like, you know, we had some trouble in the beginning of the year with, you know, late game situations. But, you know, they have held their ground with especially just, you know, I think the I think that a lot of that goes to, because they've been dominant ever since Matt, I feel like this bullpen ever since Matt Blake has came over, and even like the starting pitching as well, a little bit, but, you know, They've been really good, and I think that, I don't know. I think this this is one of the very you know quiet named bullpens that are just like one of the best in baseball. Like we've had like we haven't seen this in a while. You know we don't have like these over the top like we don't got Hater or something like that. You know we don't got Devin Williams. You know like guys like that. You know like these are like these are guys that are just you know doing their job and they're just they're. They are literally holding this team, like holding this team above 500. Like if it wasn't for them, and you know, Judge as well, obviously. But um, you know, they've also been a big part in this team success. Yeah. One more thing about this second game: three-two in the top of the ninth. Yanks about to win. Foul ball straight up, and John Sterling actually gets hit with the ball with the foul ball. Oh my god! I don't, I don't know. If Ow! Yeah. Ow! It was, if you listen to that audio, I, I really encourage whoever's listening to this to, to pause I'll plug it, it in. We'll, yeah, we'll plug it. Gotta plug listen it to the audio of John Sterling getting hit. Honestly, he, he took it like such a pro because he says Al a couple of times and right back to his job, he he, he didn't waver. There was no cursing. Like he, he just got hit with a foul ball. Yeah. It definitely Dude. hurt. He came in the next day with a bandaid on his head, got hit know. in the head with the ball. But I just thought it was funny. The audio is just great. Hey, let's listen to it right now. 3-2, swung on, a pop foul back here. Ow! 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 It really hit me. I didn't know it was coming back that far. So once again, it'll be a 3-2. And the 3-2 is grounded foul. Dude, he's like, dude, he's 84 years old. Like, dude, not one, dude, half of 84-year-olds can't even, like, can't even comprehend things. Like, dude, he is, he's a national treasure. He is still, he's, like, he's been, he has done Yankee games. He's done every single Yankee game since, what, 88 or something like that? Yeah. Like, come on, man. That's he's in He's been, and the the calls are great. Like, yeah, he'll screw up on his home run calls, and it pisses me off sometimes. But, I mean, the guy, the guy is a national treasure, man. And it's just, you know, what a what a moment for that to be on camera. The 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 camera view is hysterical too. 
Yeah, no, it was it was great. That was that was honestly that that was the best part of the Yankee weekend to me, to be honest with you. And that Tahiri was okay because obviously you know you say he is a no, yeah. He was completely fine, so we can all laugh about it now. The audio is great. Um, it is. And then last night, you know, on Sunday night baseball, it goes into ten innings. Sox, you know, get the RBI single by Kike in the top of the tenth to score the Manfred man. But I do want to talk about Clark before we get into the you know big stuff of this game because Clark once again we're talking about Domingo and how he's been a little bit under the radar good I think Clark as of late has been the same he goes five and a third with one earned four Ks didn't walk a single batter again got bit by the solo shot got bit by the home run you know by Turner but other than that he seemed like he was in really good control I thought he even could have went a little bit longer I think Boone might have pulled him a little bit early because I thought he was rolling but I don't mind them. I don't mind the move. You know, Clark has not built up a ton, ton of trust with Booney just yet. But I, again, you've been touching on this the last couple of outings for Clark. He has looked a lot better and a lot better control <clears throat> when he's on the mound. Yeah, and um, he has definitely a hundred percent. I do want to touch on the part where you know Boone did take him out a little early. However. You do look at that part where he, when he did get taken out, he got taken out for, uh, I think it was um, Nick Ramirez um, or Nick Martinez Ramirez. I don't, dude, the names are, are incredible these days, but uh, Nick Martinez. Uh, I, think it, I think it is Ramirez. Ramirez or, dude, I don't it even It is know. Nick Ramirez. See, the, I don't know the guy either, to be honest with you. When he yeah, he's, yeah, he comes in here and there, but like, um, I thought it was honestly not the, I thought it was a good call by Boone. Um, because Duran already had two hits on him that night, and that was that was Duran's third time coming up that inning. I think it was what the fifth inning or sixth sixth inning he came in, um, and there was three lefty, you know, um, him and um, and uh, Verdugo as well. Or no, I don't, I I don't remember who it was, but someone else came up. But there was two lefties back to back, and then you know I thought it was a pretty solid move by Boone. But overall, Clark has been very very. Like this has been a very uplifting few weeks or a few starts for Clark because it's just he's had that he's had those just you know really like expected starts where you know we're expecting at uh, under two runs from him and then he just blows up and then or he'll go pretty solid and then in the fourth inning he'll just he won't and there it's just it's been a it's been shaky for Clark since he's came up and um with us and. He's really just been, he's really been figuring it out lately. His his tempo just looks good. His pitches are just hitting, and um, you know not not he's he's a little low on the strikeouts, but um, you know he had four last week or he had four last start and then you know won the other one. But you know he's been he's been overall successful, and I've been I've been really I've been fine with Clark in these past few starts, and I'm, and hopefully he just keeps getting better. Yeah, before that Cincinnati start a couple of weeks ago, his ERA was over six. It's now under five. So you're seeing that, you know, you know, a high four ERA is still not, you know, totally what you want. It's not terrible. But to go from, you know, in the sixes to in the fours in, in the matter of a couple of weeks, you know, that shows that he's consistently having good outings lately. And that's that's obviously, you know, really good for this team. And, you know, now he's going to make – you know, this front office make a decision when Nestor comes back. If he keeps pitching like this, you know, say for the next month when Nestor's out, they're going to have to make a decision on if they want to keep Clark on the roster or not because right now the way Domingo's pitching, he's on the roster. And Nestor has not looked good. We know Nestor's got a lot of experience in the bullpen. It's a, it's a conversation for another day, but all I'm trying to say is, 
you know, Clark is definitely pitching good enough right now that, you know, he's he's going to make the Yankees, you know, think about keeping him on this roster in some in some some way or some form. But that's Man. not even that's not even the biggest, you know, stuff that I want to talk about in this game 3 uh loss. I want to start with the Jose Trevino two-run single because we we've talked about how bad the Yankees offense has been. This should have been a three nothing. This should have been a two nothing Red Sox win. This shouldn't have gone to extras. Wow. Um, Trevino yeah. hits the we ball. We got a lucky base hit. Yeah, and it's it's smack second base, pops up in the air, goes into the outfield, two run score. That's a double play if it doesn't hit. Yeah. The so I mean, you're looking at a two nothing loss if that doesn't happen. And you know, to me, this offense is 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 really really concerning. I mean, you do. I guess. I guess you do need those kind of breaks when the offense looks like this. But, I mean, to, I don't to, even for that to be the only offense in this game it, it, it is bad. It's bad. Yeah, I don't even know if it's like if you can use the like just because of Judge missing. Like these guys are just not performing. Like you can't like you know you can't, we can't be dependent on just one guy all year. It's like you know we got like you gotta have him backed up. Stanton. I love the guy. He's not doing anything right now. He's batting a hundred, like his or like in, or he's batting what one forty? Yeah, one forty three in his past uh, or uh, since coming off the um, the IL. It's been bad. Um, Rizzo has been hitless. I feel like since um, and you know guys like DJ, he's up and down. Um, Trevino has not been really you know he had that hit whatever but he's not really been providable in offense like you see that ninth inning swings oh my dude those were horrendous (laughs) but uh he's like no one's stepping up at all and this is just there's no life right now at all there's it's just it nothing makes sense i don't know nothing makes sense this just is it's just such a poor team they just nobody played like nobody's playing well at all yeah, I I also want to talk about that bottom of the tenth. Right, we talked about Volpe's at bat, but I want to talk the talk about the at bats before that too. But before, yes. before that, I, I I do want to talk about this throw in the second base to Glaber because yeah. we've, seen, we've seen these you know these these kind of mental lapses from Glaber you know at a pretty you know high rate at this point. You know we're kind of used to it. You kind of live with it because you know we, you know we love Glaber and he does produce for the most part you know, at a pretty good clip. But, I mean, two-to-one game, Kike s- singles off King, the throw to second, and Glaber just doesn't even go for the ball. It Not dribbles yet. over to Rizzo, and they get a guy in scoring position who eventually ties the game. I mean, this was a 2-1 game in the seventh. Michael King on the mound, he gives up a single, and it ends up, you know, being the tie, the tying run because Glaber just lazily sits at second base and doesn't try to catch the ball that's yeah. thrown in. Yeah, and it stretches like these that Glaber kind of gets into that you really worry about because then they get really bad. I mean, he gets... I mean, he's been hitting pretty fine lately. He had a home run in the other game, but, um, you know, he's been fine. He's been fine in the leadoff spot. I've liked him in the leadoff spot personally, but, you know, he like he just he was just on a, you know, a hitless streak just before. Um and, you know, when he gets in these skids where he's just completely out of his, you know, out of the game, you know, that's when, you know, they, we've already seen this problem with Glaber before. Then he just turns into almost like a completely non-factor. 
you know, 21, he had, what, like, nine homers and only, like, 38 ribbies, and, like, you know, he just wasn't, he was not productive at all. And, um, you know, obviously he's been better this year so far, but, you know, we just hope that he he doesn't go into this whole streak where he just plays, where he doesn't, where he plays like that, because that just was bad. But I don't, I'm not going to overreact on that. Um, I think that was just a horrendous play by him. Um, but... Yeah, that was just that was that was bad. That cost the game definitely. That was that was that was brutal. And then the uh, the tenth inning where they just completely stranded that runner, man. Yeah, I mean, I mean, in the top half, you get the Kike single, which you know I'm not going to kill Ron for. You know, the you know the uh, ghost runner thing. Yeah. The infield was in. Yeah, the ghost runner. You, you can't really kill Ron for that. Then, you know, he gives up another guy to get on base, and then it looked like, I don't even remember the guy's name on the Red Sox, but he almost hit the home run. McKinney makes a great catch in left field to keep it at one run. And I just, I hated the at-bats in the bottom of the 10th. We already talked about the Volpe one, but, I mean, <clears throat> we talk, you talked about McKinney and how, you know, how yeah. he's kind of been, like, the spark. And in the bottom of the 10th, I thought he was exactly that. He's a lefty. Yeah, man. With a guy on second, nobody out. His job is to hit the ball in the air to the right side, get the runner over to third. So what does he do? He pulls off, you know, probably could have even put in a better swing on that, but he was just trying to do his job, and he does exactly. Gets DJ over to third, and now you have two guys with two, you know, now you have two outs to get DJ in from third. The Trevino at bat, I understand that he was trying to get the ball in the air to get DJ home, but there was three swings in that at bat that were just... Uh. Dude, they almost hit him. And then the one pitch that was that was going to hit him. Yeah. You know, just a just a really bad at bat, absolutely no discipline. And then the Volpe at bat was just as bad. So just a, like a really bad way to end this game. I mean, you're up to one in the seventh. You get a lazy play by Glaber. You give up the lead. And then in the bottom of the tenth, you just put up absolutely no fight with your at bats. Yeah. You you leave the go you, you leave you leave the man for man stranded. And, you know, just like that, you know, Boston leaves the Bronx with two wins when the Red Sox are not good. Bayo was getting, you know, like shelled before mm-hmm. he came to the stadium. And without that ball from Trevino hitting the uh, hitting the bag, he's seven innings shut at the stadium on Sunday Night Baseball on ESPN. Like, the yeah. Red Sox are not good. So, like, this, this series and th- that the end of that game last night to me exemplified everything that this series was just a horrible loss for the Yanks and a horrible, really just a bad series. I mean, even the game they won wasn't, you know, wasn't anything to write home about. So I also blame, but I mean, just horrendous roster management, horrendous roster moves that we, you know, went after the wrong guys. I mean, like just, we have just no, the team is just loaded with guys who just like, no, there's no, like we have, we're overpaying veterans and you know, like, you know, we were all we all wanted DJ on that contract a couple of years ago. As we expected him to probably get us two two more years where he's hitting three hundred, but he has been horrendous ever since. And now he's on the string end of the like for the next three years. You know, who knows what he could be after this? So it's like, you know, and then Donaldson as well. He's been bad. He, like he's not good. Uh, you know, we're still eating up Hicks's money, and then you know. Guys like Stanton, if he's going to continue to struggle, I mean, if he's, like, age-wise, I mean, he's, what, 33, I think. You know, if he's, you know, a power guy like that at 33 where he's going to be getting injured a good amount, like, he's not going to be the same guy all the time. So it's like, you know, like, 
so much money being used on guys, and it's just not good roster management. We don't have a good team at all. There's no structure. There's no plan. There's no nothing. Yeah, and I mean, you talked about DJ. I feel like, you know, he had three hits in this series, and he was really struggling, you know, prior coming into this series. I feel like in past years, if DJ was really struggling and he had a three-hit series, which isn't anything great, but I feel like if he had a three-hit series, we'd all be like, okay, like DJ's back. He's, you know, he, he's he, he's beginning to turn around. And I put that in the notes that hopefully he's beginning to turn it around, but I'm not confident that he has three hits in this series and he's turning it around. So, like, uh-huh. my whole my whole thought of DJ is different this year. He just doesn't look like the guy that we've had on the roster the last couple of years. But he did have three hits, so, like, hopefully, hopefully it's the beginning of a turnaround. You know, another big thing that I, I feel like, you know, was talked about a lot on the broadcast last night but is kind of being under-talked about. You brought it up a couple of times, but – I mean, Rizzo. Rizzo doesn't have a hit since Judge hit the wall at Dodger Stadium. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, everyone, you know, is making the joke that, you know, his best friend's not in the lineup. And, you know, that's all, you know, fun and, you know, good. That's all Yankee banter. But, like, you know, for Rizzo not to have a single hit in this series, how how are you going to win when Judge is out, when Bader's out, and when Rizzo is not going to get a hit in the whole series? How are you going to win that series? Yeah. So, like, it's, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go. Oh, I, dude, his swings just don't even look good. Like, he's no. just not making con. Like, he's either just hurt. Like, he's swinging at everything. He's either way out in front and just pulling a shitty grounder to second. And he just looks... Lo- like, this is the first time you've seen Rizzo just look bad. And he started off, like, before... You know, maybe what if it's the neck or what if it's what if it's judged? You know, what if it's that's, like, you know, what? But, you know, he started off, like, you know, until that little stint, like... He was he was roping the ball, like he was everything he hit. But you know, the sh- like, good thing for the shift. Like he was beating the shift every single time, type thing. Like everything was you know everything was going good for him, and then just all of a sudden he's in just an ugly, ugly stint right now, and it's and it's really looking bad on him because he's such he's a good like he's such a good guy to have. Like he's a great first baseman, and he's like, you know, you know he he was willing to stick around after we. It, clearly wanted to go after Olsen and Freeman uh the year before so it's like um you know it just it sucks that he's going through this right now and and hopefully hopefully he figures it out uh you know whether whether when judge comes back or or figure, sooner than that but um especially for this series coming up against the Mets it's, we he needs to figure it out yeah and i mean we talked about this you know on the last episode when we were talking about how long judge was going to be out but i mean once again you know, you played the the last place Red Sox and you lost a game on Tampa and they took two out of three from the second best team in the American League this weekend. So even when Tampa Bay is playing, you know, good teams and you're not playing good teams, you're still losing ground. You know, they're on nine and a half back in the division, five and a half of Baltimore at second place. And everyone, you know, was kind of talking like, hey, this this is a this is a two game series against the Mets where, you know, you can get right. The Mets have lost eight of nine. You know, the bullpen is terrible at City Field, but. You know, to be honest with you, I kind of have the feeling that it's 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 time for the Mets to get right. I know Pete just got hurt, but Scherzer and Verlander are pitching games one and games two in this series. They have not been good all year long. You think that they're not going to get right against this putrid lineup right now? No. I know I know we have Sevy and Cole going, but the Mets can score some runs. They haven't been able to you know get the pitching. Scherzer and Verlander, I, I could see them shoving in these two games, and I could see you know there's to me there's a strong possibility of a two game sweep at city field, uh, on, on Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah, definitely, man. On Tuesday uh, and Wednesday. 
Yeah, it's tomorrow. Yeah, it's tomorrow night at seven o'clock. Um, who's who? We got Cole tomorrow. No, we don't have Cole tomorrow. Sevy and uh, Manny Cole. All right. Well, we got a dude. Yeah, Sevy, man. That's it's big on him. You know, he, does he figure it out after the the two implodes, man? Like he's um, he's not been good lately. So hopefully he can dial in and same, same with the bullpen. If they can just hold like, hold us down as well. If the offense see if they can figure something out and yeah. And that's really all you can hope. And then what's game two? Game two is Cole Verlander. Cole Verlander. Sevy Scherzer game one, Cole Verlander game two. You know what? If Sevy was good, dude, those are sick matchups, dude. My gosh. Yeah. No, they are good matches. But the other thing is, you know, so no judge on our side, no Pete on that side. So, Mm. like, this series could have been, you know, a really fun series to watch. I mean, Scherzer – Severino, Cole, Verlander with Pete, Judge, Frankie Lindor, Frankie Lindor, who's been struggling. Like this, this <laughs> had the potential to be like a really good two game set yeah. between you know, you know the two New York teams. It to me, this is not this is not an exciting one either. Like no. I mean, you know, I, I kind of feel like Scherzer's going to get right and shove. I kind of feel like Verlander's going to get right and shove, and it's going to be up to Cole and Sevy to see if they can give us enough length and keep us in these games. I, I I could see you know if Sevy has another blow up, you know this could be a sweep. Oh yeah, hundred percent, man. Especially in City Field, the momentum, like yeah, no, it'll it'll it could it could easily turn to a really just bad weekend, and then going into Fenway as well, off of a sweep, you know, we're like, it could be a really ugly stretch. Yeah, and you know, already nine and a half back, and you know, we haven't gotten any good news on Judge. So I mean, like I said, I said this, you know, last time we could get Judge back and be you know thirteen games out, and you know, the division pretty much be out of reach. You know, we're in the middle of June now, so like we're getting to the point where you have to, you have to, you have to hang around. Like you're not going to be able to, you know, gain, you know, 14 games on, on the Tampa Bay race. It's just not going to happen. So, uh-huh. I, I, I am definitely a little worried after you know this series because the offense was just so putrid and non-existent. I mean, you know, to you om- to watch that was 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 tough. You almost wonder if like almost the division might be almost out of reach now, dude. Like we like the Razors are going to keep winning, winning. They have just a good team. Uh, and you know, we're going to, we can't be on these streets. Like unless we go on a 14 game streak and they kind of are like, eh, you know, then we're back in it. But it's like, you know, we're just like the division is probably like, we're probably getting second or third at best. Yeah. And Baltimore, like, honestly, yeah. I, I, I mean, at least me, like I, I thought they, we would start to see a little bit of a tail off from them at, you know, at this point in June, you know, they haven't tailed off. They're still no, they're having fun. And, you know, they play a, you know, a good fun brand of baseball, you know, like you said, and, you know, we're, it is really realistic right now to, to say that the Yankees are looking at, you know, a, a third wild card spot, you know, it, it, that's not out of the or That's not out of reach right now. With, with how this team is playing, how it's lining up, because Tampa Bay, like Tampa Bay doesn't care that Judge is hurt. You know, they're gonna they're just gonna continue to pad their lead and when Judge comes back, if it's at you know, thirteen games, you know, we just gotta hope that we can stay close enough to Baltimore that we can, you know, hold hold on to one of those one of those wild card spots. Yeah, we're currently a half game up of Houston. We're so we're second and Baltimore's first up up three and a half. Or three, actually. Which again, you know, that's another thing to worry about because Texas is a really good baseball team, but I think everybody expects Houston to retake that division at some point. Yeah, I mean, so if they, they do just... retake that division. You know, now you have to deal with Texas in the wild card, who's been the second best team in the American League this year. Yeah. So, just you know, definitely not the spot you want to be in right now. But they have an off day today. They're going to have an off day on Thursday before the Red Sox series, so they'll get a little bit of time to rest. Hopefully, 
you know, in these next four days with two games and two off days, we get some good news, you know, from some of the injury guys. Maybe we see Bayer come back. I think it'd be, you know, a long shot to see him in the Mets series. I could, I could see it, you know, I could see him coming back at Fenway. But hopefully we get some good news. Hopefully the offense can do enough. We need a good outing out of Seve. Obviously, without being said, we always say it, but we need a good outing out of Cole. Um, anything else? Nah, man, you you hit the nail on the head, man. We're uh, just <laughs> huge weekends coming up. We can we can only hope for the best. That's it. All right, well, we'll be coming at you guys Thursday morning then. If you know, wrapping up the wrapping up the two game series with the Mets. I hate two game series, but yeah, we're gonna we'll definitely we'll definitely get there on Thursday. All right, that is gonna be it. Thank you guys for listening, and we will see you guys on Thursday morning to recap the Mets and Yankee series. Let's go Yanks.